0: yay recording
1: this is episode 20 of witchy bites
0: wow oh my god
1: <laughs> i know that's oh, exciting double di- well we've been double digits for a while our podcast's almost an adult <laughs>
0: <laughs> i think i said uh, that last time though didn't i you did the yeah. podca- our podcast podcast yeah. is almost an adult it's getting there it's so close <laughs> <laughs> it'll be able to drink <laughs> in the u.s soon <laughs>
1: that's <laughs> already a little drunk already here <laughs> so i guess uh this episode we're talking about the autumn equinox we will do a little bit of a chat about what it is to start with i'm going to talk a little bit about the meaning and the historical aspects of it and honey, you're chatting about
0: i'm I wanted to find – at first I was going to do more um, ritual stuff, like celebratory kind of things, but then I I just wanted to put forward a whole bunch of different kinds of suggestions to just connect with the energy of the season. I wanted it to be more practical because I thought, you know, most most people would be able to find a ritual or put together a ritual for themselves. There's lots of those around. But I wanted real practical like day-to-day things that you can do just to connect with the season. Often it's a bit difficult. Like you've got to find the time to do everything. So I thought that might be a bit more relevant for people. And I've also got like what's in season and what to plant because Yay! that seems to be my jive at the moment. Earthy, planty, gardeny, kitchen witchy things. So that's what I went with.
1: Yay! Yeah. that's very exciting. And of course, me being the science nerd, I went into, what is an equinox?
0: <laughs> Which I'm actually kind of interested to hear about because I read a few things and they were like, it's not just about the balance of light and dark and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, there's much more to it. So yeah, I'm excited.
1: Yay. All right. Mm. Do you say autumn equinox or autumnal equinox?
0: Autumn equinox.
1: Me too, and everywhere that I looked online it was autumnal or yes, sometimes I saw
0: too. it as fall. I saw yeah. fall. I, I was also really interested that to to see that because um, we call the season autumn, mm-hmm. but people would talk about the autumn or the autumnal equinox where they call the season fall. So they'd still yes. talk about the autumn equinox even though I didn't see fall equinox too much. I saw it a few times.
1: It was mostly autumnal.
0: Yeah, which I thought was really interesting because I thought, isn't it just autumn because the season is autumn for us? So that was that. was even that small detail was quite interesting to me.
1: The other thing I, I read was that the reason why the US used the term fall is because it's kind of like the fall of leaves and spring's like the spring forward, you know, like yep. –
0: I read that too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I wonder where it always came from. But, yeah, Yeah. so we obviously Mm -hmm. use the term autumn, and I'm going to say autumn equinox, which may not be correct. I learned through my reading, so it sucks to be everyone out there. (laughs) We're creatures of habit. (laughs) So, as discussed in the Lunasa and uh, Lammas episode, there's three harvest festivals, there's that one, there's this one, and then there's also Solene. So, the actual side of the Harvest Festival, if you look in history, is that they're celebrated at the peak time of the harvest. There's not – tends to be these these three things. Like, this is a very modern day, will of year, the will of age, you know, that kind of Mm. stuff. So, the information towards celebrating the harvest isn't going to change from that episode. So, if you want to know more about that, go and listen to that episode. (laughs) Essentially, it's, you know, celebrating around – food the harvest particularly around fruits and you know doing things like picking food baking food partying so it's it's the same stuff so it's just that there may be more emphasis of that time being celebrated now rather than back in February so yeah depending on where you live so I'm not going to talk about any of that we've done that
0: that. we've done
1: that yes being there we've done that the other thing I wanted to mention was the term Maybon, which obviously in sort of modern-day paganism gets thrown up around this time of the autumn equinox. I actually found a reference that said that the term Maybon being associated with this festival appeared in the 1970s. So it's actually wow, that's quite recent. Yeah, mm. it was attributed to someone called, I think, Aidan Kelly.
0: Nice, familiar.
1: Yeah, mm. so I'm – um. I'm also not going to talk about Mayborn. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'm just going to talk about plain and simply the autumn equinox. I feel like you start getting into a bit more difficulty explaining things with Mayborn when it comes to Maybon the God and things like yeah. that. So I'm just going to leave all of that out. This is not a Mayborn episode.
0: It's an autumn equinox <laughs> episode only.
1: Yeah. Cool. <laughs> And then, of course, the other thing that happens at this festival is that we're really acknowledging the change of the season. Like we're moving through the leaves changing and starting – they're certainly starting to change now. I don't know if you've mm. noticed, but we're certainly starting to see some golds on the um, yep. grapes here.
0: Yep, definitely.
1: The noticed my little apple tree has some little yellow leaves on it now too. So Ooh. we're starting that shift into that season. So mm. Okay. And I think the other main aspect – I just want to cover these because – the science stuff is very much around the balance. So I just mm. wanted to say this is what it is overall before we start talking about it. So the other thing is the idea around night and day in balance and how this is probably the biggest difference is that night and day in balance, supposedly. Mm. Supposedly. Yeah. Okay. yeah supposedly. <laughs> All right. So, the term equinox uh, actually comes from the Latin meaning equal night. So, Mm -hmm. aequus, A-E-Q-U-U-S, meaning equal, and nox, meaning night. So, this suggests that
0: it... Was that two U's?
1: It was two U's, yeah. A-E-Q-U-U-S.
0: Okay. That wasn't just me mishearing. That's that's okay. It's Latin.
1: So, it kind of suggests... In the name, if it's equal night, then it's also equal day length. So, this is mm. kind of where maybe the idea of it being, you know, imbalance comes yep. from. Officially, the equinox is marked, both equinoxes are uh, mm-hmm. marked when the sun appears to cross the celestial equator. Mm-hmm. So, we know this happens twice a year, you know, one yep. marks autumn. which we're we're talking about today, and the other one marks spring, which is what the Northern Hemisphere is about to go through. And it marks the start of the astronomical season. Mm -hmm. Calendar-wise, we might mark it on the 1st of March, but astronomically we mark it. On yeah. the equinox, probably most people know this, but I just thought I would <laughs> just cover, it just in case. Yeah, you never know. Okay, so this year the autumn equinox for Hobart, Tasmania, falls on the twentieth of March, twenty twenty-one, at eight thirty-seven PM, and this is a Ooh. Saturday. So, yeah, it makes that nice and easy, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, and there was like one thing I wanted to mention just about astrology, and it used to be that the sun crossed the equator and it was called the first point of aries so mm-hmm. it would cross the equator around the time of aries you know yeah. blah, blah blah but because of the way the earth's axis is it's now crossing in pisces so that's changed so that doesn't really apply anymore yeah. and that's because of i think i read something about a 26,000 year cycle so yeah
0: it doesn't it doesn't fit all the time yeah
1: <laughs> that's right eventually yeah, it's it going to be an aquarius fit. Yeah. So eventually.
0: Yeah. (laughs)
1: Eventually. We (laughs) might not be around to
0: see it. I hope not. I don't want to live that long. That's still yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's very interesting because a whole lot of things like that's why the change of the uh the change from one sign to another changes day as well. So some people if you're born on the nineteenth of March, one year you could be a Pisces, but the next year you could be an Aries because it changes. Which is very interesting.
1: My siblings, my twin siblings, they're mm-hmm. born on, not my twins, they're twins.
0: Um, they're Your siblings, yeah.
1: My siblings, <laughs> who are twins, yes. um, are born on the 21st of May and they are Gemini, not Taurus, because of the year that they were born. Born. In, so.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Interesting stuff. Although well, they, they do have some Taurus traits, but we won't go there. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's, I could, yeah, I won't go into that either. Yeah. You're born on the cusp, you have both. Let's make this an astrology (laughs) episode. (laughs) Sidetrack.
1: Okay. Back to the equinox. Surprise, I guess. Surprise. It's not 12 hours of daylight on the 20th of March. It's going to be more. Oh, okay. We actually will be – on that day, we actually have 12 hours and nine minutes of daylight. Which is the same as for New York, for the spring equinox, they have 12 hours and nine minutes, which I thought was
0: really cool. I thought they were further like a further northern latitude than we are.
1: I don't know. I didn't look it up, but I just thought, wow, they have the same amount of daylight as us for both days. Oh, wow. Yeah,
0: that is interesting. Anyway. mm, mm.
1: I I thought that was just an
0: interesting point. Yeah. (laughs) Hi, New York people. (laughs) (laughs) dead silence no one f- no one from new york actually listens <laughs> and it just goes away into a corner and cries no one said hello oh. uh, okay Then we have people who listen from texas but i don't know about new york yeah. hello texas people you have different time to us but we still love you. yeah
1: <laughs> yeah i don't know what your daylight hours are Sorry. sorry <laughs> okay so why isn't it equal when the sun crosses the equator mm. well essentially it's because of two things one is the way we define sunrise and sunset
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the other way is because of the way the light interacts with the Earth's atmosphere.
0: Okay, yep.
1: The sunrise and sunset is defined by when the, the exact moment that the sun's disk touches the horizon.
0: The top or the bottom of Both. the Both. So,
1: so when it sunrise, it's the top of the sun? Right, as soon cool. as that hits the horizon. And when yep. it's setting, it's the bottom of the sun as soon as that hits the horizon. Okay. That so, makes that sense. changes the amount yeah. of daylight length we have. Okay. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, because it takes yeah. longer to set. Yep. Okay. Okay. Also, because of the way the Earth's atmosphere refracts, which just means bends light, mm-hmm. it causes the sun's upper edge to be visible from Earth several minutes before the edge reaches the horizon. And it's the same when the sun sets as well.
0: Okay. That makes sense. Yep. Yes.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If light didn't bend, then we would have six minutes less daylight. Okay. So I love refracting of sunlight. <laughs> Give me those extra six minutes.
0: Oh, yeah. For you, that's very important. <laughs> <laughs> I love my sunlight. I'm already having
1: my morning of summer being over. I'm like, no. <laughs> and then, of course, latitude then affects day length as well. Yeah. So, while day and night aren't equal, we get pretty close to it. And this is known as the equilux. Okay. Yep. So, when day and night are in balance, it's called the equilux. So, really, when pagans are celebrating autumn equinox, you hear some people talk about how it's more important for them to have the day and night in balance Uh than it is to have when the sun crosses the equator. What they're actually celebrating is the equilux. Okay.
0: Yep. 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 Okay. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. Yep.
1: So I guess like, what does that actually mean? Like for celebrating this festival, you know, when Mm. we celebrate and that kind of thing, it really doesn't matter. It's up to you when you want to celebrate. If you want to celebrate when the sun crosses the equator, go for it. If you want to celebrate when day and night's in balance, go for it. You could even make it a whole week affair if you have a
0: big gap between those two dates well, you might want to celebrate both. Having a week-long celebration if I didn't have to work, that sounds pretty cool. Can we do that this each it? equinox?
1: <laughs> I mean, I kind – like I've always – I used to celebrate the equinox and then I moved to celebrating the equilux.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: for me, the balance was the important part of this festival, like yeah, that's that side of things. So it does make me think about how – yeah, what am I celebrating, I yeah.
0: guess. I would yeah. say even like – I have read about this but haven't put it into context for myself before but the balance is, you know, it's, it's most, I won't say all because I don't know, I haven't read every single beginner witchcraft book but it's pretty big thing. Like when you're talking about this time of year, it's the balance of day and life, the balance, personal balance and personal harvest. So for me I'd say, yeah, the balance is more. So the equilux is more important for me as well, yeah. Yeah. But it would yep. be good to – I see how the sun crossing the equator could be like a mark of passage of time kind of thing, like yeah, not quite like – yeah, not like a new year thing, but it's like this is an important marker of time.
1: Well, it's the start of mm. spring if you uh, – mm. spring. Well, it is the start of spring, but it's also yeah. the start
0: of autumn. <laughs> yes, depending on where you are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I think – I kind of think of them as separate things after doing this yeah. research. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. almost like you, you have a celebration and you do ritual or magic, say, with the larks, and then you just, I don't know, have a, in my mind I'd have something not quite sombre but a little more serious for the equinox to mark that passage of time. And that could be as simple as, I don't know, lighting a candle and just having a reflective moment or something like that rather than this big ritual or celebration.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. how it
0: would work for me, I think. Yeah.
1: And that's mm. certainly how I'm more feeling towards it as well, mm. for sure. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So I did just write down uh, some Equilux dates because I thought it might be nice for people to know yes. when the Equilux yes. is.
0: I'm interested in
1: that. So for Hobart, as- Australia, of course, and where we are, and Dunedin, New Zealand, it's the 23rd of March. So we have okay. like a three, four day celebration
0: between those two things. <laughs> I can, I can dig that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, except the is a, a work day. But anyway, moving on. Yeah,
1: yeah, um. I had the same thought. I was like, uh-huh. oh, it doesn't quite oh, fit well. as nicely as the Saturday. Oh, well. Sad face, sad face.
0: What, does, what do other people have for dates? Is okay, up- so
1: Sydney, Perth, Adelaide, Australia, and Auckland, New Zealand have the 24th of March. Mm-hmm. So they're a day later. Brisbane, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing this wrong, Sao Paulo. Say, Sal, 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 Paulie. Sorry, Sal, Polo People, I know we have one that listens. That's why I picked it. And Johannesburg, South Africa, twenty fifth of March. Harare, Zimbabwe, twenty seventh of March. And if you're in Darwin. Australia it's the 30th of March so Darwin gets like a whole extra 10 days you could have like a week and a half celebration
0: if you wanted to go on do it Darwin people have like this week and a half long just feasting and just feasting please
1: please, go on I want to tell us take the pictures
0: (laughs) don't drink too much because you've got like a week and a half to do this
1: I mean you've got all those lovely harvest foods so you know yeah yeah Okay. I have no idea what's in season in Darwin, but yes. So, I guess talking about that, season, mm. seasonal observations. Like I can only talk about where we live, so um, yeah. there might be things to keep an eye out for you if you live in temperate areas. If you live in the tropics, I'm sure it's completely different. So, our temperature on average is about 8 to 20.9 degrees, so we've lost that lovely heat of summer. <laughs> Sad. I'm
0: okay with that. I'm not quite oh, in mourning, but the real cold doesn't do it. Anyway.
1: I think I think the the next bit is what makes me sad. Tassie being Tassie, we can no. have variations from minus one degrees up to thirty seven. That is <laughs> for March. So that's the top typical of
0: the typical Tasmania. It could snow or it could be bushfires. Like
1: exactly.
0: Welcome yeah, well, to Tassie. Technically,
1: bushfire season in yep. March. So yep. you know it's still a, a risk here, although less
0: so yes definitely
1: so some of the plants the holly's starting to ripen and our native pepper berries are starting to ripen i was talking with my friend today and she said that i haven't quite got there yet but she does live up in the hills so it might be a few more weeks of course apples are abundant still like as lammas they're kind of starting and now they're like well into the season and new season apples are coming into into ripening. That's not a good English. Not a good English. That is not a good English. It's <laughs> <laughs> getting worse. Quit while you're ahead. Animals. European wasps are peaking at the moment, so they're out oh god full numbers. Yeah, I hate this them. Is their, this is their time. They do. Like I know they're obviously not native, but I don't know if you've ever noticed that in March, like we have a real problem with roadkill here. But they mm-hmm. disappear really quickly and it's because wasps are cleaning them up, so
0: I know they serve a purpose. I still hate them. Don't talk about them.
1: <laughs> they really don't serve a purpose in
0: Australia. They need to go away. True, true. I mean, I, I I think I have read that some things now don't rely totally on them to be pollinated, but they do actually pollinate some plants and we do have some of those plants here, but my god, they could all just die in a fire, I don't care. The one <laughs> animal the one like living creature that I'm like, nah, just you and your brethren can just Yeah, die in a fire. I can't. <laughs> you I really hate, hate them. them. I really do. Liz has spiders, <laughs> I have European wasps, like it's
1: There's a <sighs> photo of me from when I was a child and I got stung in the face by a European wasp and my eyes all swollen up.
0: <laughs> Why aren't you more afraid of them? I should have the spider phobia. Jeez. Stung on the face. But you're afraid of spiders.
1: Yeah. I don't I can catch European wasps. Like that doesn't bother me at all, and I let them out of the house. And yeah, I haven't actually seen any around yet, so that's kind of weird. So the peak hasn't started yet.
0: We we have. Noticed. We get them because my brother has beehives.
1: Ah, so they come for the bees,
0: yeah, and the honey okay. and the hives. Well,
1: so. we had a nest here last year. We had a lot, but I think we haven't got a nest this year because the. People who bought the land cut down
0: the trees. So yeah, we had a he- we had a nest earlier this year. It was my yeah. worst nightmare ever. Um, yeah, but they don't often. <laughs> 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 they all died horribly, which was horrible. But they all died horribly because we had to get the man in to get rid of them because of uh, our do- cats and dogs. But yeah, there was no way yeah. like we could. We would have had hundreds of nests because of how they yeah. reproduce. That was also terrifying reading about that. <laughs>
1: They tend to only stay in their nest for a year and then move on. Sometimes they stay for two years. Um, not often. We have one near our wallaby pen last year, and they're not there this year, so that's nice.
0: How are you not terrified? Uh, How, I could. Why did you let me come to your house? No, no, not, not my house, the block. <laughs> oh, oh, that's okay. Oh. You know, I would never come back. <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, will... we
1: don't have them at our block, Hannah. They're not there.
0: <laughs> That's okay. Come I, will, visit. I I'm not. I'm not that cowardly. I will actually still come to your block. I promise. <laughs> You'll just have to drag me there, kicking and screaming. <laughs> I wear my yeah, brother's okay. su- I wear my brother's bee suit. that would be fine with the big helmet. I was just gonna
1: with go with chloroform and kidnapping <laughs> you, but we can go with. <laughs> we can go with a bee. We're
0: great friends. <laughs> We're so good to each other.
1: <laughs> I'll rescue you from your um, European wasps, and you can rescue me from huntsmen.
0: Done. Deal do okay, with huntsmen. They don't fly. It's fine.
1: <sighs> okay, we need to move on from the wasps. Obviously,
0: wasps. Bad, bad. What? They're not. No! <laughs> they're not
1: peeking. They're not peeking. What was I saying? That was a mistake. <laughs> I wrote speaking. <laughs> Just delete was the wasp Speaking. Stuff. Just delete the worst stuff because I don't want to know about it.
0: I'm never listening to this
1: episode. Ever, plan. Ever. <laughs> or at least skip like this part. Okay, so one thing that I liked that I thought was really flippin' cool um, mm. is that tadpoles are transforming at the moment.
0: I've heard a lot of frogs near near in our place. We have frogs in our yard, so that makes sense. Yeah, wow. me too.
1: Yay! And I love that they're transforming when – the seasons transforming. Yeah, like, so that's cool. Rapidly. Yeah, yeah I thought very,
0: very cool. Yes, yes. yes.
1: Uh, Australia- Tasmanian centric, um, Tasmanian devils, and more Australian centric brushtail possums and New Zealand centric. I'm so sorry, are breeding. I was thinking like how terrifying that would be if you're out in the bush and you heard both of those creatures breeding. They'd be just like.
0: <laughs> I remember that happening to me as a child. Like we yeah. had a cousin who lived out in the middle of the, like in, on this bush block, um, the northwest, west, northwest coast near Bernie. And yeah, we were just out like as little kids playing in the yard and we heard what sounded like a demon screaming. <laughs> it was a devil. And I was just, and it was pretty close and it was, we were just standing there and the other girl who lived there was just like, oh, it's just an animal. And I was like, what kind of animal is that? I hadn't heard one <laughs> up close and personal before because I was, I was pretty young. Yeah. So
1: if you hear terrifying demon sounds from the bushes, it's just devils and brush-tailed possums yeah. getting jiggy with it.
0: Yeah. Na, 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 na. That's why they're called devils. Yeah. That is, yeah, I, I that do, is why
1: they're called devils. Yeah. I do think that's
0: – my mum says it was seabirds, but that's the sound that my – from our episode past about the um, – family stories and i had the one about the banshee oh that's right yeah, yeah. i think it was a devil that they heard and they I thought mean, it was a banshee they,
1: they sound terrifying
0: mum said she's and it was passed down like from her older brother that he was sure it was a seabird because um at that time in the Huon valley which is where they lived <laughs> where liz lives most of the marsupials had been wiped out by a like a disease much like the facial tumor disease so at that point there were there were some wallabies, but there weren't devils. There weren't. She says she doesn't remember many of those kinds of like marsupial kinds of animals from when she was young. So they think it was seabirds.
1: One of the things that happens in the Huon, and I can't speak for anywhere else in a in tassie or australia is uh mm. fog is starting to become quite prevalent like it's appearing more and more and i'm definitely noticing that i'm waking up and it's misty some mornings we're definitely getting that um um silent hill feel ah, yes. <laughs> when we wake up of the
0: morning yeah. well we're not having it here yet and we get a bit of sea mist just because of the little bit of the valley that we're in on top of the hill we do get it yeah the rest of the city doesn't really so not for us yet in the main part of hobart i suppose yeah i'd be curious
1: a- you'll have to message me when it yeah hits. and then the other thing is obviously we start to have a bit of a peak of wind so we have that in spring mm. and in yeah. autumn and it, it's starting to pick up now that we're in yeah. March, so yeah which i've definitely noticed <laughs> yeah
0: yeah that's been here too mm-hmm.
1: yeah so that's pretty much the main bits that i'm talking
0: about you're done I'm done. Oh, okay. I am going to. I'm going to go through what's in season first. You've mentioned a few things, so these are the things that you should be eating now. So I found a great website, which unfortunately Liz already knew about, but that does mean that is great. <laughs> and it has what's in season in Tasmania, and it's called Eat Well Tasmania, and. There will be a few links from my part which I will put all together for the show notes. Um, I don't know if there's other websites, I assume that there would be, that have lists of seasonal vegetables, fruits and vegetables for different areas of Australia and I'm assuming a lot of different countries would have those kinds of things. I, bet I really did just put in what's in season now in Tasmania or Hobart or Darwin or your closest city. And that will probably get you what you need. But there is this website called Eat Well Tasmania, and I'm very excited that it now has monthly seasonal vegetables as well as seasonal full seasons. So the autumn list is really massive. So I'll just read out a couple of things. Something to think about when you think about what is in season is, yes, okay, so apples are in season in Tassie right now. The number of different varieties of apples that are in season for autumn is actually really long. So there's Braeburn, Bramley, Crofton's, Envy's, Fuji's, Jeeves' and Fanny's, which are actually really nice apples, um, Golden Delicious, Granny Smith's, Jazz, Jonagold's, Mutsu's, which I think I've had and are also really nice, Pink Ladies, Red Delicious, Royal Gala, Spartan's, Vistabella, like, there's huge lists of things. So, yes, apples may be in season right now, but which kind, which ones, which ones grow in your area? So a lot of these, some of these, most of these are introduced. They've been grown in Tassie now for quite some time, but they are, are all introduced species. But what, what about native native foods in your area? That was something I didn't look into as much, which now I kind of wish I had. Um So look into that, look into foods that grow natively, what's growing now, where you live. Maybe talk to some people who, like some um, Indigenous people from your area, see if they will tell you. There might be books. I found a link to, um, but it's about um, native foods of Australian Aboriginals, which I thought was really great, which I'll, I'll put that in there as well if I can find it again.
1: Certainly native pepperberries are.
0: Mm. And it's so great that that's now, you know, it's something that's, yes, it's really trendy. And I work in in the Cookery School Library and native foods are a big thing now and they have been for a few Mm. years, but the Australian native foods are really becoming trendy. But it's good that that knowledge is getting out there and it's becoming accepted. It's something that everyone should know about, people who live here should know about, and that's felt to be, important now which is really good mm-hmm. um so as far as fruit it's a big long list in tassie which included avocados which was interesting but apricots just about every kind of berry blackberries black currants blueberries boysenberries brambleberries, raspberries strawberries tay berries gooseberries most berries a lot of plums <laughs> are also now in season um including, including green gauges, which are a kind of plum and supposedly they're very fashionable and hard to get. I really like them, green gauges. are my favourite. I grew yeah, up on them. They're really nice. Heritage um, fruit. Yum. Peaches, pears, Williams pears are supposedly in season right now. A lot of herbs, basil, coriander, dill, galangal, which I'm allergic to, I think, and hate. But it's in season right now. Italian parsley, <laughs> lemongrass, Maybe it's a bit difficult to grow here in Tassie, but supposedly it's good now. Uh, mint, native pepperberry, oregano, parsley, rosemary, sage, thyme. Now this list says honey as well, but my brother harvested his honey a little while ago, and it's a bit late in the season for honey. They're just about finished. If you're if you're not a commercial producer, the the bees have just about finished because it's getting too cold. And they're now just sustaining their hive. They're not producing extra honey anymore because they're not making babies. So think about that when you're buying honey. Let me just say that. Um, Nuts and seeds, hazelnuts, linseeds and walnuts are listed as being in season right now. The list of vegetables is like two or three columns long.
1: So I won't go through (laughs) those. (laughs) So essentially this is a harvest festival, hey? (laughs)
0: This is a harvest festival. I will say that potatoes, again with potatoes, Tasmania grows potatoes, lots of different kinds of potatoes. Look into what's available in your area. I'm very happy to say that Dutch creams are in season right now because I love them. Pink
1: eyes, are they in season?
0: They are, which is good. Yum. So I suppose with that, for Tassie, there's a lot of stuff that you can get now. We can, we've got the kind of um, climate that allows us to grow so many different things. Look it up. See what's available. Look into your area. Now, I also looked up what you can sow now in Tasmania. This information is from the Diggers Club because I'm a member of the Diggers Club. But you can just look up a list of their different climate areas and, for Australia and they list just about everywhere. So
1: Peter Cundall has one.
0: Yeah, it's good. <laughs> so Tassie, the climate area from diggers for Tassie also includes Bendigo, Ballarat, Canberra and Armidale and a place called Orange. Yes, that's funny, but in Australia there is a town called Orange. It's in the middle of New South Wales, middle-ish, and it gets cold there. That's why it's climates like Tassie. Okay, so for anyone outside of Australia, Tassie's climate, the, the climate area on diggers, says that Tassie is the climate, the way it's categorised, I suppose, is places with less than five months a year with temperatures over 15 degrees, which is 59 degrees Fahrenheit. If you have less than five months in the year with temps over 15 degrees/59 degrees slash 59 degrees, this is, in, this is what to plant now. Okay. Broccoli, beans of just about all kinds. Beetroot, which I think for Americans is be- are called beets or sweet beets maybe. I meant to look that up and forgot. Brussels sprouts, which are actually really nice. gross. No Home-grown ones, <laughs> you wouldn't believe because I thought that too and then I had one that was, had been grown and I was like – What is this amazing thing? It's a Brussels sprout. You're joking. You made me eat that without (laughs) telling me? You let me eat it? (laughs) Anyway, um, cabbage, carrots, cauliflower. Uh, I think it's chervil or serval, which is a French salad green. I've seen it written down but haven't said it before. Chives, coriander, corn, which you can grow in Tassie, surprisingly. Garlic, soybeans. Kale, leek, lettuce, parsnip, peas, radish, silver beet, which has a different name, not chicory. No, I can't think what it is. I'll which look it one? up. Silver beet.
1: Um, collard greens. Is that? I think what that's
0: you think? what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Spinach, spring onions, swede, turnip, potatoes, celtruce, which is a lettuce and a celery at the same time, and chilies. Plant those things now. So I'm
1: gonna plant some edamame.
0: Yeah, oh, some soybeans.
1: I, I love, love edamame. edamame.
0: If I don't get edamame with my Japanese food, it's not a proper meal. <laughs> One little tidbit of information that I found was before autumn was called autumn or fall, it was just called harvest. So they just called the whole season harvest. Like from beginning to end, which I thought was really interesting.
1: Is that um f- for well, what areas? Because, like, I know that old Celtic um, only had summer and winter. So what areas used Harvest? Or was it just called Harvest to describe does, that? I just
0: read on a website though. I didn't write down. Okay. It didn't Sorry. refer to a place. It's, yeah, that's okay. Um, it was just an interesting little tidbit. I assume it was Celtic given the other information that was on that website, like it was a more yeah. Celtic tradition. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but that's an assumption. It's just an interesting little thing. they called the whole thing harvest. Like it's the harvest season, which makes sense. No, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Okay. So I looked up some things to help you connect with the spirit of the season. So things you can do, things that are not full-blown ritual or anything like that. This is just how do you connect to autumn energy or fall energy. So I've got a few lists. Um, I'll put the links up at least we'll put the links up, <laughs> in the show notes. So I won't go through where it's all from, but I have written it down, so it's okay. So this list, the first suggestion is to create an ancestor altar, which obviously really stuck out to me. Um, the This comes from the fact that autumn in – this was a northern hemisphere list, so autumn comes at a time when they're celebrating ancestors, i.e., Saween is in the middle sarween halloween so that's that's where that comes from so they they said it was a time to honor those who have gone before us because that also falls within this overall season um they also mentioned that it wasn't just human ancestors that you could honor so animals plants crystals if you connect with that energy of an animal or plant or even a crystal that has come before go for it um Suggestions to put on your altar include photos, personal items of the person that you're celebrating, trying to connect with, um, but also something that's important to you of theirs. I saw that as. So if they're, you know, if they're a great hunter and you're a vegetarian, probably don't put something around that on your altar because it won't, it might not work for you. So make sure it's appealing for you as well because you also need to connect to it. When I went to, I had a bone reading and one of the things that I thought was really interesting that the reader said was that from her experience but also from what is known is if you want spirit to come and visit you, you put spirit of any kind, something in spirit form, but she was talking mostly about um your ancestors put out water put out fresh water because spirit is always thirsty which i just that's how she said it and i thought that was so interesting has to be fresh it has to be fresh you have it, like daily fresh you would drink it kind of fresh which i thought was really interesting yeah because in another thing that i read and i started doing quite some time ago was trying to connect with land spirits and one of the things that said was to put out water and it had to be fresh. So I've been putting out water almost daily for four years now as part of my morning (laughs) ritual. It didn't say why in that, but then, yes, this this reader said to me that spirit's always thirsty, so if you want to connect to ancestors, put some water on your altar. Make sure it's fresh. Don't let it go stagnant in any way. Other things to put on your ancestor altar. Now, this said favourite items so favourite crystals or plants that are your favourite, but I also thought you could put out a favourite of theirs. So if you're wanting to attract someone in particular, put out something that you know they liked, essentially. And the altar is meant to inspire reflection and gratitude. So when you see it at this time, it's meant to to stop you and give you a moment of pause, basically, and get you to think about your ancestors and, and what they meant to you and, and just to reflect on... The cycle of life i suppose because it's the balance okay another practice to connect to the energy is practice pranayama to move stagnant emotion so i had to look up pranayama so i got cor- correctly understood what it was and it's the practice of breath regulation so essentially when you do yoga there's the poses which are asana and then there's pranayama which is you're supposed to breathe in time with your poses they were saying that autumn is a time of um, melancholy and grief because of it's the ending of the summer, I thought. And I just – I i didn't totally agree. Like it's it's a time of rest for me. We're going into the rest time more than I wouldn't say grief. But things are ending. Things are coming to an end. The seasons are changing. So I guess for some people who love the sun, it can be a time of grief. You're looking sad. Stupid
1: autumn. It was <laughs> <laughs> stupider winter and winter's even longer longest season.
0: <laughs> okay, it's a time of grief and melancholy. <laughs> it's changing. <laughs> in this, it was saying that often un- unpleasant, in inverted commas, emotions are resisted. So when you feel something unpleasant, like if you feel sadness or grief or anger or anything like that, you push against it and you resist it. You just don't want to feel it. You don't let it be and try to move through it. It's just like, no, nah, I don't want to be sad or I don't want to be angry or whatever. And when you do that, when you put when you resist the emotion, it can cause stagnation. So the emotion in this example, the emotion gets stuck. The energy doesn't have anywhere to go and you end up feeling tired, heavy and foggy, and you may not know why. So you'll be really angry or you'll be really upset and yeah, after a lot of emotion, it's normal to feel tired, but then after that, you'll just feel weird, like you'll feel heavy and, and, and not quite right. And that's because the emotion is still there because you haven't processed it. So this pranayama practice was a way to, to move that emotion on. And it's a, and this time of year, it, it's helpful to do that. Hmm. So the practice was place the palm of your hand. So with the palm of your hand of, of the dominant hand, which for me is my left actually, but we'll, just move on from that, and you tap gently on your heart center. So just tap where your heart is, Do you and touch? then you take a f- yeah, yeah, actually touch. Um, if you didn't want to touch, I don't think that matters. But if you want to, that would be fine. But it's got to be the palm of your dominant hand because you're moving the energy around, and you take a full inhale and an ex, full inhale and then. So basically you take a really deep breath and then you exhale that out through your mouth as if you just sort of <sighs> so it's the 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 expression they use is if the breath is falling out of you so just a big inhale and then sort of just drops out but it's got to be a big big breath and that's all you do so you take deep breaths in and out it ends up being quite fast i think because you let the breath drop out rather than a long slow exhale it's sort of like not quite panting but it's a quicker motion like it's a quicker yeah. breath but it's got to be a big breath and then let it drop out and then in and out and just keep tapping and that's all um so it, cont- it says to continue with a f- for doing it for a few minutes and it's through them through your mouth um and just to be guided by your intuition so if you want to make a noise make a noise if you don't don't if you want to tap slowly tap slowly or if you want to tap fast that's that's fine um and yeah just continue till you feel you've moved all the energy out and i did it a little bit and it, it felt like i felt movement it's felt really quite good cool so that's um pranayama to move stagnant energy stagnant emotions but it's important to the tapping is also really important i thought it was cool okay Their next suggestion was to make simple lifestyle changes. So during this time, like autumn's a time of reflection and introspection, and so to make space in your life to do those things, there were a few things they suggested. Um, They also suggested like trying to make a space to do this during this time because it was more beneficial. Um, Most of them were things that I think we've talked about before so there was meditation and try to find some meditations that support your immune system because it can get a bit run down at this time everyone seems to get sick do things to support your emotional body like journaling or something creative with your hands talking to close friends or family cry dance scream into a pillow also swaddle yourself so wrap yourself up really tightly in blankets that's something that can support you bodily and emotionally especially if you have anxiety. It works I'm excited about. Um, it. yeah swaddling it's really interesting. I haven't tried it but I can see how it would work. You know you've heard of um, the weighted blankets yeah, people so use just the weighted blankets about. Yeah I think that's the same kind of thing but you can just wrap yourself tightly in a nice blanket you know blanket you like prioritize getting adequate rest which you may not have people may not do over summer because there's more light and you want to just get out and do stuff i can understand that also maintain regular meal times which i'm terrible at so by having a regular meal time that can help to stabilize your metabolism and all that kind of thing just like having a regular bedtime and time that you get up even if you're dying of tiredness if you get up <laughs> and go to bed at the same time helps And they also said try, especially at this point, because for us in Tassie, the sun can rise really early and set really late in summer. They said try to sync up with the sun as much as you can. So I'm assuming, it didn't actually say that, but I'm assuming they said they meant go to bed and get up at the time with the sun, which if I didn't have to work, I would probably be able to do quite easily now as a way to stay more grounded and in sync with the season energies that are around at the moment
1: i have to say i've really noticed the change in the sun rise because um i get up and feed the joeys and i try to go outside when it's light because i'm scared of huntsmen so feeding them in the that. dark terrifies the shit out of me um so um so now i've gone from feeding them at 5 30 in the morning to feeding them at 6.30 because it's that much later now and it's like yeah, i yeah. really noticing the difference and I have to mm. try and get out and feed them before about 7.30 so that's like yeah at night Mm-mm.
0: Mm-mm. so Mm-mm. like that's really yep.
1: swapped where it was much later so like I've really yeah. felt that change yeah
0: yeah like I'm now getting up because I used to get up quite early and go to bed quite early because of work and uh, sleep problems but, um, yeah, now if I get up when I usually get up about 5.30 in the morning, it's dark, which mm-hmm. is really interesting. And I'm going to bed. it's still – no, it's not light when I go to bed now as it used to be. Mm-hmm. So –
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, so the next suggestion on this, the list was to use plant medicines. So they listed a few things that – can be used at the moment. Um, Lemon balm and passionflower can help with relaxation and aid in sleep, especially when you've been pushing yourself a real lot. Now, as always, as I said last time with the (laughs) um, herbalism stuff, please check. Please read all instructions. Please check with your doctor or pharmacist or someone in the know if you think that any of these things would be not good for you. If you can find a flower essence, it is in alcohol, but it doesn't often have, act- it has the energetic essence of the plant rather than the plant. So that's a way to get some of the plant medicine without having to ingest something that you might be allergic to. However, it is strong alcohol. You're only supposed to take a few drops of a plant, of a flower essence, but that's a way to, to get some of the energy of the plant without actually <laughs> ingesting something that could kill you. Or you could be highly allergic to. Or drunk. <laughs> or drunk. You could get really drunk. I mean, if you drunk a whole, actually, if you drank a whole bottle of it, it probably still wouldn't get you drunk because it's not enough alcohol.
1: And we are not at all suggesting that. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> if you want to get drunk, just buy alcohol and get drunk. We're not suggesting you do bourbon. that though. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, I t- the one I have doesn't taste great. You, it's just straight really strong bad brandy so anyway <laughs> lemon balm and flower are good take advice if you think you're allergic for deeper relaxation you can try adaptogens i forgot to look up what they are but they're mostly mushrooms different kinds of things like that i'm not even going to try and say that one or any of them they're too difficult to say Um, warming spices for cooking at the moment are really good. Cinnamon, cloves, nutmeg, and ginger are ones that are suggested to help with the seasonal energies. And there were tree essences, which I hadn't heard of before, but were interesting. Red cedar promotes deep feelings of safety and rest, which I'd like some red cedar. Magnolia is to open to higher realms through your higher chakras. And blue spruce helps to restore overworked mind and minds and bodies. I want some tree essences. The last two on this list were um, eat seasonally, which we kind of went through what's in season, and to exercise more. Um, But when you're exercising, try more um, restorative or introspective kind of movements rather than, I don't know, hardcore cardio that you might have been doing in summer if you were a crazy person. So like walking, yoga, Pilates, hiking, which doesn't seem that, but it could be quite restorative, I suppose. Light cycling, Yin yoga is really good. That's one where you, there are fewer poses, but you hold them for a lot longer.
1: Yin yoga is amazing, and there's some really good yeah. videos on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I
0: have a few other lists which I can go through. Do you Want me to talk more? Because I can. I'm.
1: Um, I would really like to hear like some more. um things around balance and because you know me i love the equilux um
0: okay well in the next list this was more about autumn equinox rituals but there are the first one in this list was review what is out of balance so it says use the energy of this time to tweak areas in your life that are out of balance but she gave some questions which i thought were really good so these are just places to start with your considerations of different areas. So if you think of, if there's an area in your life that you think is really out of balance, you could think about these questions in relation or you could just think about these questions in general, journal on them, whatever you, you know. Are you investing enough time in self-care? Are you making time for friends and family, or for friends as well as family and work business? So are you making time for recreation as well as... Your obligations.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Are you investing in your dreams? Are you all business and no play? Are you nurturing yourself as much as you need? Are you spending more time inside or outside? Which I thought oh. was a really interesting no. question. Don't ask that question. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it either. But all oh, my hobbies are indoor hobbies. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
1: Except for feeding joeys.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. I was just like, oh, that's that's a prickly one there. (sighs) I
1: like reading. (laughs) Yeah. I like watching Netflix. (laughs) There's
0: a reason I'm a librarian. (laughs) Another interesting one was how do you communicate face-to-face or through a screen? She worded it a little bit differently. But essentially do you make time to actually see people in person or do you just rely on... You know, sending people messages or that kind of thing. I do think, I do think that even a video call is better. Yes, mm. we all get Zoom fatigue from meetings if you are working from someone who still has to work from home. But even a video call to someone is better than just a text. Mm. And a phone call is better than just a text. So even partial, like hearing the person's voice or, or and or seeing them is better than, you know, just a message.
1: I have to say one of my things that got me through Mm. the difficulties with staying at home with COVID when it all went tits up um, was just even having, like, signal and being able to just send voice messages and hearing someone else's voice that wasn't work-related because everything I was doing was work, 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 essentially, or I was at home doing... Point
0: stuff. <laughs> <Nothing>. Yeah, awful. <laughs> <laughs> doing doing yeah.
1: nothing. Um, but like, as, like,
0: yeah, you go.
1: Yeah, so just like I really valued having just
0: people sending me voice messages about mm.
1: what was going nothing. on, and communicating that but, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know,
0: and it doesn't have to be groundbreaking or super important. It just has to be <laughs> today actually managed to go grocery shopping I had to wait for five hours because I had to social distance but it's fine yeah you know, no, I know it doesn't have-
1: <laughs> I had a I had a I had one you just reminded me I had a night where I like you know filled a bath and I had wine and I put like herbs and um you know yeah scents and stuff in it and then I was just sending people my thoughts <laughs> I was just like have you thought about how <laughs> I think I got one of those. You did get one of those. Yeah, I got, Jane one got of a those. lot of those. But yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually uh, quite liked them and thought they were quite insightful. So if you can laugh, but I liked mine. Oh, that's good. <laughs> uh, the interesting thing is, I've never quite gotten the hang of. Of, I understand why people really like the voice messages, but I hate sending them, as you probably are quite aware. You don't but send
1: very many,
0: no. <laughs> no, I think I've sent you like two. But it's actually really important, and I should probably, if I can send them to anyone, I should be able to send them to you, um, because it is important. Like, and it's still important for me. Like, I'm, we're not in person at the moment because I'm, I'm a bit unwell, and sometimes, yeah, I just can't leave my house because I'm just not well enough. And yeah, we're going into winter, so yes, it's going to happen more and more. <laughs> but this is a way to to help with that. And I should. What I'm saying is, I'm going to send you more recorded voice messages, and I'm sorry.
1: And now there's going. I'm going to leave this in the editing so that everyone out there. One else will know? And, and that's like, the thing. Hannah hasn't sent me any.
0: Yeah, and then I'll I'll put a sad face up on social media and be berated by our hundreds of no, hundreds Yes, yeah, sure. I'm being optimistic. I
1: know.
0: I love you guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's important, like that kind of connection, and we do have the technology to do this kind of thing. So, mm. and I know there are still people out there who are stuck in like lockdown or semi lockdown, and it's,
1: I mean, Europe and and <sighs> the US, yeah, it's still terrifying. We've lived really yeah. normal lives for for
0: months, months basically. Months and months we have to now. try and social distance and like wash our hands more, but we can
1: there's no requirements to wear masks we have to i have to get temperature checked to go into work um sign our life away whenever we go to a restaurant
0: (laughs) yeah that kind of thing like you have to check in everywhere in case there is but i mean we haven't had a case in
1: fucking forever
0: yeah months and months in tasmania that is the mainland has had has had some cases and they've had They've had cases and they've had more outbreaks than we have. But, yeah, like I... Little
1: mini lockdowns.
0: Yeah. I went back to work in person like eight or nine months ago. Yeah. And my work's pretty much... There's a room limit, number in room limit. That's...
1: Yeah. That's all. Same. Yeah, yeah, same. I have I have gone to the bathroom and there've been people like lined up in there, and I'm like, no, 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 you got to get out. There's only two people <laughs> out in here. I've become the numbers police. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you yeah. know, the I feel yeah, I feel bad about that, but you know, it's got to be safe. Yeah. Uh, the I was going to say um, the last case that we had was hotel quarantine, and it didn't get out to the community. So that's right. Know. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and that even that was a fair while ago now
1: yeah yeah because they they realized we didn't have the infrastructure to handle some of the other strains, so yeah the UK
0: strains so we're like we're still overall we're still isolated, as in like people aren't coming here as much, and we still yeah. don't have international visitors or anything like that to Australia, I don't think yet, like it isn't o- our borders aren't fully open, and
1: I know we were going to New Zealand, but I, that got closed. I don't know if it got reopened again,
0: yeah because they had another outbreak. Yeah. So I know that like we're extremely lucky compared to to a lot of people. So, if you are still stuck in that awful situation, yeah, basically You're reach Sick out.
1: of being introspective.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. This might yeah. not be the the best advice, but um, you've just got to. And I know it's we can hardly talk because we've got such privileges now that other people yeah. don't. But you just got to keep putting in that effort to reach out to people and send them voice messages instead of text messages and get on the yeah. video chat because as much as, yeah, Zoom fatigue, it it, it does help so much mm-hmm. and continually, Agreed. yeah. Agreed. So as much as we don't really have that to contend with now, and fingers crossed we don't, again. Yeah, there's always a risk. There's always a risk and, yeah. Okay. I have three more questions. I almost feel bad now because it's like, yeah, they're all probably quite sick of being introspective. I can understand why this might not interest some people. Okay, three more questions. Do you allow yourself time to daydream? Are you using your time wisely? Are you in flow or stuck trying to control? I thought that last one was really interesting. No, I don't like that last one. Yeah, last one's hard, isn't it? Control. Control. Are you talking to this Capricorn rising here about control? (laughs) (laughs) I'm also a Capricorn moon. Do you know how much I do not like expressing any emotion? It's messy and horrible. I didn't like that last question.
1: (laughs) This is why we're friends.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Other interesting things from this person's list were to express gratitude, spend time, you know, counting your blessings. I know at the moment for some people that could be really hard, but if you've got three things on your list, that's a good day. Find something to be grateful for. I'm sure you've got many. This person also said to meditate to get into the right kind of mindset. Um with this one, they said that um, the autumn equinox helps things literally fall in inverted commas fall into place. Uh, yeah, I liked that.
1: I like that too. Mm, I kind of, mm. I kind of think about how you know, with when it's summer and you know things are going off and you're doing lots of yeah. things in theory, and <laughs> in theory, <laughs> and yes. you're and then, like you move into the fall season, so you, you kind of reach that bit of balance where you're like, okay, I, I'm going to stop expending so much energy to get things done, and yeah. then sort of pull back on that, and then mm. then the next step from here is to start reaching inwards. So, yeah, yeah, that's really interesting.
0: I t- also took it as like you spend the summer almost like learning a bunch of stuff about yourself because you go go go, you're doing doing doing, yeah. and you're you're yeah expanding yourself and then when you pull back that little bit the things do fall into place it's like okay yeah. by doing this I learned this and this yeah. is why this happened and yeah so yeah everything does sort of fall back into place and you go oh, okay that's what all of that meant yeah for for this season yeah. yeah I really liked it I thought it was really cool yeah um another really interesting suggestion was to create a symbol list a personal one
1: symbol list
0: so write down what comes to you when you think about autumn don't overthink about it don't overthink it just follow your intuition just write a list of things that symbolize autumn to you and any particular meanings associated with them or why you might associate that thing with autumn just so you remember Um, I would think. So I think colours, nature, food, tools, events, animals. So we've got the traditional colours of like the autumn leaves, so red and gold and orange and that kind of thing. But for us, green might be still part of autumn because a lot of our trees don't lose their leaves. They don't change colour. So, you know, that kind of thing.
1: Well, we only have one native deciduous tree, so...
0: And I really associate autumn really strongly with the Fagus now do. because yeah,
1: and I, I associate yeah. more with Solwen, yeah, than, yeah, yeah, than autumn. Equinox, this particular,
0: yeah. this particular, yeah. When I did these searches and came up with this, I just I did just put fall or, or I put autumn. Yeah. So it's the whole season more than than the equinox, but I really liked some of some of the suggestions. Um, yep. The last one from here was to let go and release. So think about the different areas of your life. Is there something that needs to be released? And again, there were some questions. So are your thoughts holding you back? Do you have any beliefs that are holding you back? Have you outgrown some internal stories or memories? I thought that one was an interesting one. Are any relationships hindering you? Have you fallen into any unhealthy habits? So it's the same as as the last lot of questions. Just think about the different areas of your life and reflect on on the questions particularly or just generally. But, yeah.
1: Do you feel that this festival for you is a really big play on the psychology of the season, like rather than the actual – so much what am i trying to say.
0: Do I feel that it's internal more than external? Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. It's a I balance, think...
1: so it's a balance between both. But,
0: but I meant in- internally as in you're looking at yourself yeah. to be in balance yeah. rather than it's the harvest, part of the harvest season. Yeah. So an external yeah. representation. Yeah. Um, I find n- now – and I actually think this is bad because I think I need to connect more with, with the seasons, with the earth energy. Mm-hmm. But when you start out, well, when I started out as a witch, you looked at the seasons and you took cues from the seasons externally. So this is autumn, this is harvest, so that's what I'm sort of going to base more of my ritual stuff around whereas now, now that I'm it's easier to do that hard, harder internal work because I've had to do it for a number of years now. The internal stuff is easier, mm-hmm. whereas, you know, when you're younger, it can be more difficult to, to do essentially shadow work, to look mm-hmm. at the parts of yourself you don't want to look at. Or you could do it in a real sort of surface way. And it's it's getting there but you're not going really, you know, you're not really releasing or you're not really bringing things into balance because it's hard and you don't have the tools yet to be able to do that. So I think for me, yes, it is more internal work, Mm -hmm. especially this season, and it makes sense because we're going to winter. You're going internally more so now. But I do think it's something I need to work on. Mm-hmm. to connect more with with the other energies like the external energies so mm-hmm. just coming back around again maybe
1: i think it's um i think it's and i don't know if this is because autumn here is so different to mm. the northern hemisphere in some ways mm. um but there's a very clear thing with autumn in the U.S. when it hits, like, you know,
0: because mm, mm-hmm. Halloween's
1: happening, obviously.
0: Yeah. Um, and it's and a huge holiday over there. Like, it's a huge, really big deal.
1: Yeah. Huge. And, and like, you know, all the leaves and the changing of colours, like, and all that stuff, like, for us it happens, but it's not in the same way. We don't have that leaf viewing kind of thing and then there's also, like, this real thing around, like, um, pumpkin spice and pumpkin yeah. pie and lattes that are made with these things and, like, there's this whole seasonal smell and and we don't yeah. have that.
0: No. I think even for us, like, Christmas is not such a big deal yeah. as it is over there. So, like, that your season is not such a big deal because Christmas is opposite for us anyway. Yeah. So we don't have those associations like, yes, when you all rolls around, <laughs> when you all rolls around is my birthday. So like, yeah, winter's my birthday. Yeah. To me. So, you know, so we don't have the external cues as much because our seasons are skewed, are like, are off. And the, the symbolism that we were raised in inverted commas with in, yeah. with our witchcraft yeah, is based on the Northern Hemisphere.
1: It is, yeah. and So it just
0: doesn't fit as much. It's way
1: more subtle here mm. because everything is still so green. Our grass is green. Mm. Nothing dies off like it does in the cold of winter. Like
0: We don't get snow. Yeah. Well, we don't get snow at our houses. Rarely. really, <laughs> In a freak snowstorm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Freak weather event. Mm. Yeah. So,
1: like, it's kind of like people, like, are getting excited about autumn in mm. – September time like the Northern Hemisphere time it definitely feels really different and, yeah, and the, like I I'm basing so. this just on what I see online you don't tend yeah, yeah, to see yeah. too many people get excited in the same way or or yeah. have the stores like promote it in the same way or like it's not as yeah. commercial for sure
0: which like that's in some ways good but also yeah. it means I remember being in the UK for Samhain Yeah. It was nuts. It was like everywhere promoted yeah. it. Yeah. As in Halloween. But it was there. It was like this whole community was celebrating unknowingly, like your pagan celebration with you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it was
0: this huge build up. Like it all started almost when we got there, like in late August. It was starting to build up. And to me, like being in the homeland of my beliefs. at least parts of as I personally follow them, Mm. it was – and the energy was so different because there was this huge mass of people who were basically celebrating the Witch's New Year Yeah, for me. Yeah. And that was so different. It was just so different.
1: I always feel like Beltane – because we have Beltane when Solene's happening in the Northern Hemisphere. I always feel like Beltane is a little bit – Later, and I feel like our energy gets ramped up because of the U.S. energy. Like I always feel like, yeah, it's yeah, it's really tied into yeah. that.
0: Yeah. yeah, 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 totally. I get that. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's one of the
1: things about being an Australian witch, and I assume it's the same in New Zealand. I don't know if mm. this is same in in other places like South America yeah. or uh, yeah. But it it does feel like it does feel like the season's really different and the way we mm. celebrate it's really different and mm. and yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I'm just trying to say the, that
0: The energy the en- is so so different. Like you yeah. lived I know it's not they don't celebrate the same kinds of seasonal celebrations as as like the traditional kind of British paganism, but you did live in Japan for a whole year. Yeah. So you had a northern hemisphere kind of feel. Feel. You were further south in Japan, so the seasons might not have fitted real traditional, like snow and winter kind of thing.
1: Uh, but <laughs> well in an island, so I had the island <laughs> yeah. effect. But yeah, yeah, so but it but did like
0: it did. It would have yeah. been I feel that even that would have been closer than what we have here. Even yeah. though our climate is very similar to the climate though opposite, but it's very similar latitude longitude compared to like some of the places where these beliefs came from. The flora and fauna are obviously different, some are imported now and are similar. but it's just yeah, the more i've I've done it like I like I do like the traditional wheel of the year but it doesn't fit it doesn't quite fit and the energy is just too different
1: and I I feel like I end up whenever I celebrate the autumn equinox in particular I always feel Mm -hmm. like for me it's around apples be it apple picking apple divination apple work like I feel like apples is my like I don't know Avalon kind of symbol for this season probably more towards Darwin yeah but certainly at the autumn equinox as well Mm -mm. and so and then the rest of my symbolism is around balance and it is around the internal work as well as like obviously eating the local foods and celebrating the feast of that season Mm -mm. and feeling the daylight shorten and you know i do notice that the imported trees are you know starting to change color and stuff but it's not in the same way that it was in japan like it wasn't like masses and masses of hillsides of trees changing color it's like oh there's a tree and it's turning yellow you know yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: look there's that one <laughs> tree uh, out there that's escaped in the middle of all the eucalypts and it's there's pretty. a row of
1: 10 poplars you know cuz we have yeah. poplars here and it's kind of yeah, a, yeah. and it and it does feel so like my i always find the harvest festivals really hard to differentiate between them between Linsar the Lammas yeah then the equinox and then sowing and i almost feel like they are still distinct mm. by like tiny little aspects
0: it's really hard for me because i think march and i think in bulk, or like february march and i'm in bulk yeah. and i still have trouble going oh no we're here and it's lammas so one i can't for some reason i can't get out of that and i mean yeah anyway but sarween for me here is quite different and i think I really feel that, but that's because of my connection to spirit, and I feel that, and I do mm. think here, and maybe even like the connection to to Fay and the other world kind of thing. I get mm. that. That is what. <laughs> that is all that that is about for me: ancestors yep, and connection same. to spirit. So the harvest thing is not really doesn't come into it.
1: Yeah, we still as, have like late season apples, and yeah, and but, but like I mean, it's the end really
0: yeah, yeah it is quite late but yeah so for me sowen is a big deal yeah and I can feel that energy but it's yeah. not really related to the other two harvest festivals for me personally no I'm the, same. the energy is really really different and it doesn't even sometimes I'll admit to forgetting it's actually a harvest festival
1: same yeah it's all ancestor it's just, work for me mm. yeah and like we yeah. have Anzac Day around that time, and and
0: that's true. Yeah,
1: like Australian New Zealand um, Army Corps because of
0: you know to do with World War One. It's just for for us. It's like a it's a really important honouring of the people who have died in warfare. Like yeah, the, all our international conflicts.
1: Yeah, well, it compasses more than it, than it used to. Like
0: it was to do it
1: initially, but it, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, so that's a, that, and that's also, again, I think it means we feel that more because that's a big national holiday of recognition.
1: I did so much stuff as a kid in brownies and guides. You know, we, we marched and we put wreaths and we went to dawn services and,
0: and all through our schooling, like that's a day that is really important and it's talked about for quite a while leading up to that. So that's late April. Um, So, again, it's much like Halloween was in the Northern Hemisphere. There's a whole group of people celebrating close to and it is related to the dead. It's related to sometimes not direct ancestors but they're paying homage to people who passed away, yes, in warfare, which I'm not a great fan of, but these people did die for important reasons and a whole country is paying homage to their dead around the time that's the festival of the dead in the backwards calendar that we have for the wheel of the year here. And I think that's why that energy is prominent and you can, it feels more, I won't say important, but because of everyone else is doing it, it may not be exactly the same thing, but you get, you get that energy because it's a group thing.
1: I also think like with the equinox as well, that it's such a transitional festival. Like it's a transitional festival. So like, Mm. You are kind of in between both, yeah. So like you start putting your steps in place to do more stuff with your ancestors later on, or well, I do stuff Mm-mm. with my ancestors regularly. But you know what I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I say
0: yeah. regularly. That's why
1: I think about them. <laughs> I look at the altar and think about them.
0: That's that's important. <laughs> that's important. They like that. They're yeah. in their thoughts. Give yeah. them water, and they'll come and annoy you overnight. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I think that's the thing about this festival. Mm. Yeah.
0: Something else I read, and I think you've read this, I because it was in the Jane Meredith book about Circle of Eight. I think it was. Oh, in I love that, that book. Yeah. That I because I haven't even read all of it, but I read. She was talking about the quarters and the cross quarters. So the quarters are the solstices and equinoxes. Yeah. They're the more straightforward celebrations. Yeah. Was what she was saying. It was it had a clearer symbolism. And it didn't have as much – connect. it was connected to seasonal changes. Mm-hmm. So it was more external. Mm-hmm. There was more external symbolism to a degree from her point of view, if I'm remembering this correctly. Jane Meredith, don't get angry if I misquote you or anything. This is how <laughs> I took it. The cross-quarter symbols, the cross-quarter um, celebrations, festivals – um, don't ask me to name them because I can't off the top of my head, except Sowing, <laughs> Beltane, Lammas, or Lunasaur. and and the other one, the Imbog. fire festivals, the one that you just said, <laughs> the one that I always get mixed up, Imbolg <laughs> or Imbog. So, in this book, what they were doing was they were sitting at a quarter mm. and experiencing that energy for quite a quite a while. I think they did it for a whole year a person in their coven or group, I don't think they called themselves a coven, but their group who worked magic together would sit in a certain quarter for quite an extended time and like they would do the rituals that they did from that quarter and call in that energy and, and all that was associated with that section. And so when they went into the cross quarters, so the, the greater fire festivals in the Celtic tradition, it was always skewed like – because you'd been so long in the quarter, like in the solstices and equinoxes, and that was yeah. quite normal, stable, like everything was just worked as it should. When you went into the cross quarters, like the veil was thinner and they had trouble, like, you know, the room would do weird things because they'd meditate in the cross quarter after moving from the quarter, and it was quite surreal to some of them. Like that was her experience. She found it quite, like, amazing and and everything she said everything was sort of tilted to the side in the cross quarters it was just a bit odd a bit weird I do
1: remember that now yeah yeah yeah
0: and I I think because I have a strong connection to spirit that made sense to me and those those festivals always feel much more to me I get the energy of those ones and I think it's because there's thinning of the veil or, or or like spirits closer for some reason, however you want to think about it at those times. So I always feel those festivals more. yeah, the the changing of the light, the the cross the quarter festivals, the solstices and equinoxes, because they're more worldly, maybe mundane, possibly, to do with seasonal change.
1: But they're markers of time more than anything.
0: Mm. Yeah. And I think that may have actually been what she said. So those ones to me are more about just marking the passage of time. You can do, like, more earthy, like, work on yourself internally where, you know, get yourself into balance, be introspective or whatever. But then for the cross-quarter festivals, that's when you work the magic. That's when you can do the other kind of spiritual work, the real magic-y connection to spirit, making stuff happen kind of thing. If I guess they,
1: sense. they describe them, like when you read a lot of the Wiccan books, they describe them as lesser and greater festivals, which I've always taken uh, uh, offence to calling the other ones really, lesser festivals. I didn't but, get it. I didn't yeah. really get it. Yeah.
0: I get it now more, but it's not yeah. quite good. I don't, it's not proper terminology to me. No,
1: no. They're not less, they're just, they're different. Different. And yeah. And they're still – I think they're still important. In some ways, I, I think yeah. they are – more important not
0: the right word. But they're like – The significance is in some areas mm-hmm. is greater.
1: If you want to connect with the land around you, this yes. is the time that you start yep. moving – you use this as the time to start connecting with that next seasonal energy. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, that that's why, for me, they're important. Oh, yeah. Cause a lot of the things that you notice tend to be with, even with plants, like with food and Mm. seasonal observations, they tend to happen between the solstices, like with the other festivals and the equinoxes. So Mm. yeah. Yes. I spent a year taking photos of apple trees at every festival and it always felt like the big change happened between each festival.
0: Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 And, And, and saying that like, because I sometimes, often less so now, but I still sometimes have trouble connecting with the earth energies and I have been told by different people. <laughs> um, Yeah, I would, of course I'd connect to the greater fire festivals more because it's mm. easier to connect to that energy for me. Yeah, that makes sense to me, that I mm. wouldn't connect as much to the solstices and equinoxes. And it is something that I have to work on Yeah, and want to work on, so...
1: And it's interesting, yeah. isn't it, how you, you, like people talk about, oh, I've done the Sabbaths, I've done blah, blah, blah. and But what they teach you is more about yourself and what you notice and what's happening. And, like, like how many years have we been doing this? Like, 20 years. And, yep, sure, my practice time. hasn't been perfect. Like, I haven't done it every year. I haven't done every festival. And sometimes I've had oh, wow.
0: breaks. Imagine having done this 20, like, celebrated the autumn equinox 20 times wow
1: I mean I've probably done one festival more than the rest but it's probably spring
0: but um I haven't done I haven't done any any festival 20 times yet no me either (laughs) be assured people listening
1: (laughs) but but you do but you do learn something new and you connect in a different way or the same Mm. way but you do it does cha- yeah and it changes every year like the feeling yeah. changes every year like one year i might yeah. feel like but be- like i think bell chain every time i think because mm. that energy is so strong for me yeah is yeah, that yeah. like one year it might feel oh, i can't put it into words that feeling oh i hate when i can't put words into f- how feelings I'm such an <laughs> Aquarian. um <laughs> Yeah, you are. Such (laughs) an
0: Aquarian. Whereas I'm just like, feeling, I'm Cancerian. It's fine. (laughs) Just sort of go, uh," and I'll go, yeah, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: what I'm trying to say is like the feeling of the festival changes year to year. It doesn't feel the same every year. And sometimes it will be really strong and other times it'll be, I don't know, like a shift and it's a different thing that I feel like the focus is on and.
0: Mm. yeah and I mean like it can be as simple as you just like you had a sick kid not you personally or me personally (laughs) but you had a sick kid or a sick (laughs) animal the night before (laughs) so you're up late so the the ritual that you do or the even just the day of it the night of it you're just not it you're not feeling it because of something really mundane and simple Mm. so you might not get it right at that point but you probably have felt it At the, you know, building up to it, but it just might be something happens. So yeah, you just might not connect right at that time where the energy's at its peak. So that year's a bit of a bit more of a washout. It changes anyway. And I think, and yeah, sometimes you really connect with it. Sometimes you just don't, or sometimes it shifts in a way that you don't quite get. So you don't connect to it because Mm. you're thinking that it should be something and then it's, Mm. and then it's different. And you're like, oh, this is, this is not what I expected. I have to say almost every time i've gone into a ritual of almost any kind even my own personal ones like by myself never turns out the way i think it's going to be either Ever. <laughs> and it's like oh okay thanks spirit that's that's what you got for me today well that's unexpected what do i do with this now
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <sighs> yeah
1: but this has been the interesting part of our discussion i think
0: yeah yeah I hope people enjoy it because, yeah. yeah, it's it's something that – because I connect really deeply to – because I'm Celtic essentially and I connect quite deeply to that and I want that to be part of what I do as a witch, I suppose. Hmm. But, yeah, some, some of it doesn't fit. Because
1: mm-hmm. of where we live.
0: Really, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we live here and even though, like I said before – the, our longitude means that our seasons are similar. Yeah. It doesn't. It just doesn't matter. Like it's. It's. This land has its own energy, and it's really, really, really different.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And mm. it asks. It asks for different things.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah yeah
1: yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. All right. Well, I think that might be a good place to end. Is there anything else you wanted to say? Because I know that we kind of got sidetracked from your lists. But
0: <laughs> no, I think I I only have one other short little list, so um, I don't think I need to add that in. Mm. Well,
1: I think now would be a really good time to to sign off. So,
0: hope you enjoyed it, our autumnal talk. <laughs> <I'm terminal>. <laughs> <laughs> autumnal. Autumnal. <laughs>
1: And hopefully we haven't ranted too much about uh, our own personal gnosis, but that's our experience and that's all we know. And, and, Mm. you know, we take cues from the
0: environment and they will be different in different places. So, yeah. And I suppose if anything, take that from it. Look at your own environment and just see what happens. Take your own cues from your own environment. And that is legit, 100% legit
1: that is indeed and really i think our summary for this celebration for this is whether you celebrate when the equinox is or when the equilax is or whether you Mm. you know you harvest you know there's lots of foods in in Mm. season eat locally
0: eat Um, seasonally make it fresh and have a feast
1: meet with people if you can and uh, feel the changing in the seasons because that's what this Mm-mm. is, and um, and feel the balance that is is currently in play with night and day. If that's important to you, so within yourself yeah. and your environment.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. All right, excellent. Thank you, honey. Thank you, Lizzie. I, I think love that you. was good, and <laughs> I love you too.
0: And we will meet again. Yeah, speak again.
1: We'll see you in April. All right. Yeah. Bye. Bye guys. Bye.